0: You're listening to Boss Ladies and Babies with Mickey and Megan. Two best friends adventuring through motherhood, building our careers, and, and not losing, losing our shit. Welcome back to Boss Ladies and Babies. This is Megan.
1: And this is Mickey. Giving everybody. Ooh, we made it to Thanksgiving 2020. Yes. That's so oh a miracle. <laughs> Oh, so if you're listening
0: today on Thanksgiving, or if you're listening to this afterwards, I hope that you have or had a wonderful Thanksgiving, even though things look a little bit different this year. Hopefully next year we can go back to normal. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I go. Uh, we're recording. We we are recording this podcast in the morning. We normally record in the evening. So Mickey and I are both feeling a little bit... Uh, strange yeah
1: it's <laughs> different in the light of day and with not without a glass of wine <laughs> i switched it for coffee today so it's just a whole different vibe over here
0: yes yeah so bear with us um as we get going on this we are really excited for this episode with it being thanksgiving we have on just a beautiful wonderful mama who is coming on to talk to us about gratitude and honoring ourselves as mothers and women so it is just a really great episode we're so excited about it but before we jump in we will get started with our highs and lows do you want to go first sure
1: um okay so my high um I'll try to keep it brief, but it's, like, a really big deal. So I have a friend on Facebook, and she just happened to casually post a a status about um, finding an ADHD mom's group on Facebook. And um, that's something that I was diagnosed with just within the past, like, four years, I think. And um, is something that now that I, like, understand and my diagnosis and all of that, it just helped so many aspects of my life fall into place um and i'm able to work on that and be treated for that and and everything but i'm also very alone in that journey like i don't know anyone else that has adhd there's not a lot of um understanding around it i think everyone just imagines like the little hyper boys and there's not i mean a lot of women and girls go undiagnosed because it just looks so different than what you expect. And so it's something that I don't talk a ton about um, with many people. I just feel, I don't know, I don't want it to come across as like a crutch or I'm like using it as an excuse for my behaviors or it's just kind of an uncomfortable thing. But Mm -hmm. I found, I was like, Oh, that, that, you know, that sounds interesting. I don't know why I haven't thought of that before, but I'm going to go check it out. And I think I found there's a lot of groups, but I think I joined two, Oh, I'm like gonna try it to not get emotional yeah uh, this is
0: huge yeah
1: it is um, I didn't want to cry about a Facebook group but I'm fine uh, it's amazing to like read about other people um, just going through the same things that I do because like I said I don't know anyone else that struggles with the same things that I do and um, just to understand like, feel understood and I don't know like I'm not different and there's other people like oh I'm you know I'm not the only one that parents like this or the only one that struggles with these things so um I don't I'm like fine about it and it's amazing and I'm so happy and it's been like I've I read statuses on there and I cry about it because it's so I don't know I just feel so understood so that's been my it's like It's only I've been in it I think for like a week and I just love it and so that's like my whole Facebook feed because that's what I interact with the most and all of that now. But um,
0: yeah, oh my gosh, that's amazing! I'm so happy that you found that. Yeah, I think one thing that like these times have kind of pushed forward is resources like this that you know people wouldn't have thought of looking into before. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, group like there's always been group therapy things like that support groups grief mm-hmm. groups all of that but to find it online you know where you don't even need to leave your house and you can be you know comfortable I'm really happy for you that's awesome yeah.
1: thanks and it's nice that it's strangers also because mm-hmm. I just feel like you can open up so much more and not feel yeah. like judged or whatever so yeah. that's my high I sound sad about it but I'm really, it's well, really it's awesome and tears. like yeah, yeah re- like Definitely.
0: relief like tears <laughs> of relief I think yeah. that's amazing
1: hey yeah. Um, so that's my high, my low. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't really have a specific low this week. It's been a really good week around here. We're just like getting excited for Christmas. We're starting to get out our decorations. The only low I could think of is just, um, just with Thanksgiving, not gonna be the same. I did um, tell my kids, I was like, you know, I have some good news and some bad news. Like the bad news, we're not gonna have Thanksgiving with everyone like normal. But the good news is that like, I get to cook Thanksgiving dinner at home and I'm not, I've never done that before. And my kids (laughs) were just like, I hate turkey. I don't want to eat turkey. I don't like mashed potatoes. Like they just got so, so. (laughs) I think they feel like they have a say in what we're gonna have so yeah I think we're still gonna do a turkey and stuff but I'm like okay maybe this is a good opportunity to get the kids involved in the cooking and like they can pick a few recipes for us to make and maybe we'll start a new tradition oh that'll be so fun yeah so we'll see I'm sure it'll turn out great and as you guys are listening to this on thanksgiving i mean hopefully i'm having a good time with <laughs> we'll see how it goes <laughs> hopefully it's going well <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> that's awesome all right so um i had kind of a hard time finding a high <laughs> this week so i'll start with my low um because i wasn't here for last week's episode as you guys might have noticed which i was super upset about but um I'm really thankful for Mickey for holding down the fort and just putting out an amazing episode with our guests last week. So um, I'm back now, but I don't know what I did besides just like pure running myself to the ground. I think Um, I woke up on Saturday just with like the worst headache I've ever had in my life, which sounds like, oh, I had a headache, like whatever. Um, I have a pretty high pain tolerance and it... um, I think it was a migraine, but it was comparable to contractions. Like, I'm not even kidding. And I was, like, throwing up from how bad the the pain was, um, which was really scary. So uh, we don't take Nora into the store. So, you know, we couldn't even really go to the store to get me medicine. So my sweet mom brought over some Excedrin, which was really nice. And that helped. But it it was 24-hour Excedrin, so you can't take anything else with it. So that helped the headache. It moved in the middle of the night and moved down through my entire, um, neck down into my lower back and then wrapped around into my like abdomen muscles, just like intense pain. I couldn't lay down. I couldn't sit up. I couldn't do anything, um, but cry. <laughs> and just like, I tried to sleep in like four different places in the house. Like I tried the floor, the couch, the guest bed. <laughs> like I tried everything and nothing was helping and I couldn't even take any more medicine. Um, so Saturday was a headache. Sunday was that, whatever that was. So then Monday morning, I woke up and did like a telehealth appointment. And they prescribed me some medicine that I think is probably comparative to naproxen. I can't remember what the name was. Um, And I took that and it started helping. But the side effects were making me really sick, like nauseous and bloated and blah, blah, blah. So I kind of had to stop taking that. And I'm just taking ibuprofen. And I'm much better. I can... Um, like move and talk and (laughs) sit upright and sleep. Um, But I I can't run or exercise um, and I still have pain like from my neck to my mid back. So I have no idea what I did. Um, I think honestly it was my body's way of telling me to slow down. I have this idea that I'm really passionate about. I'm trying to launch this really cool um, business idea And I also have picked up with real estate. So for about a week and a half, I was getting up at 6 a.m. Working until I got Nora. Working while I had Nora awake. Working through her nap. um, Making dinner. Working after she went to bed. And until I went to bed. So, I mean, for like a week and a half straight with literally no, um, no breaks at all. I just was putting that all on myself. So... I guess my high would be I'm changing my perspective on things a lot after this happened because I didn't injure myself. The the only thing I can think is that I was pushing myself too hard. Um, And so I'm just kind of taking a step back. I'm reassessing my time and how I'm using it, reassessing what's on my plate and what's most important and what I can kind of... um, Kind of delegate or let go of, and because I, I just feel really passionate about what I'm trying to do, but I don't need to rush it, I guess. And so I've just kind of, yeah, like taken a big step back to listen to my body. So I guess that's my high.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's that's good that something good's coming out. But I feel horrible for what you're, I mean, still going through, but have wow. gone through. But that's really smart and intuitive to like look inward and be like okay this you know like you said you didn't get injured but your body is definitely Mm -hmm. trying to tell you something and to be able to come out of that and turn it into a positive for change for your life after that is yeah it's really important it's hard to slow down especially when you when you get excited and passionate Mm -hmm. about something and you just like can't wait I mean that's that's totally understandable but also when you have so much going on with every other aspect Mm -hmm. of life it's just a lot
0: yeah it was too much so i really think that this episode is um actually perfect like for for <laughs> me what she was saying so much of it was like oh my gosh like yes i just i need to listen to you because you know i need i need some help with um a lot of things when it comes to myself and the amount of pressure and um unnecessary work that i put on myself that doesn't need to get done when i do it if that makes sense so Um, I guess we'll just kind of get to it then because, yeah, I could go on about this all day, but it's like (laughs) I don't really need to. So um, our guest for this episode is Allison Ryan, and she's a mentor to mamas who are coming out of the fog of early motherhood and recognize the deep need to prioritize their mental health and well-being. She's passionate about helping Mamas make space and time to reconnect with who they are and who they want to be so that they can create a life that they love. She's the founder of Mornings for Mamas Movement and the host of the Mornings for Mamas podcast. She lives in Minnesota, has two young daughters, a husband of 17 years, and a beloved Corgi. She is amazing. We're so excited that we got to talk with her about this topic and what a special episode to be able to put out on Thanksgiving. So let's welcome to the show, Allison Ryan, right after this quick break. Hey, Boss Ladies, we want to support you and your business on our show. We are rolling out a new segment where we will be highlighting Boss Ladies in our community by
1: running an ad for your business. KP Metalworks is a woman and mom-owned welding and metal fabrication company based in Bellingham, Washington. With 25 years of experience in structural and artistic welding, KP Metalworks will bring your custom metal project to life with integrity, durability, and individuality. They have a website, kpmetalworks.com, or you can find them on Facebook or on Instagram at kpmetalworks.
0: If you're interested in us promoting you on our show, send us your email address and let's get bossy. Hi, Allison. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. We are so excited to talk to you today about gratitude and honoring ourselves as mamas.
2: Yay. I am so happy to be here. Thank you so much, Mickey and Megan, for hosting me. And I'm just so thrilled to connect in this way and to share a little bit more about that
1: topic. Yeah. Awesome. Well, before we dive in, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners about yourself? Who are you? What do you do? What makes you a boss lady? tell us everything. Awesome.
2: Well, I am in Minnesota. I have two little girls. Um, they are seven and a half almost and five recently turned five. Um, my husband and I have been together for about 17 years and we have a sweet Corgi who's getting old, but we love on her dearly. Um, I spend my days empowering mamas as a mama mentor. I'm working from home, and I'm also anticipating that my daughters will be coming home to be doing distance learning from school um, here in the next couple of weeks. So that is me in a nutshell. I'm originally from Wisconsin, so I'm a Midwest girl through and through.
0: Awesome. So your kids are in school right now, but it's, it's probably going to change. How long have they been back in school?
2: Yeah, so we made the decision to enroll them in the um face-to-face schooling I guess you'd call it or in-person and that started in September actually we had the opportunity to do that for our first grader she's in Chinese immersion so it made sense to do in person for her Mm
1: -hmm. even though
2: they she is wearing a mask yeah, uh, but then my preschooler is in a Montessori environment and she does not have to wear a mask and that's full time too. So, yeah, oh. it's it's working out. I'm just so 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 grateful speaking of gratitude mm-hmm. for this space and time and I am like milking it for all it's worth right now for the next however many days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. All right. Well, we are going to go ahead and dive right into the topic. So with Thanksgiving coming up this week, actually, this episode comes out on Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving to everybody. But, you know, this is a time that we all kind of sit back and reflect. And even though 2020 makes it easy to forget, there's so much for all of us to be grateful for. Practicing gratitude just isn't important in November. It's something that can benefit us year round. And we see it all over the internet and all over articles that we read, most successful and happy people have a strong gratitude game. But we often don't think about extending gratitude to ourselves as mamas and women. And that's why we're so excited to talk to you um, about the idea of honoring ourselves and how powerful that can be. So Mm -hmm. let's.
2: Yes. Well, for me. Go ahead. Did you have a question? I'm sorry
1: to interrupt you. No, go go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Okay. (laughs) Um, As far as gratitude, you know, um, it was something that I really needed to cultivate. As I transitioned into motherhood, you know, seven years ago now, but with my second after she was born um, in November of 2015, I had really significant postpartum depression and anxiety. And that manifested itself for me um, as rage. And the rage really didn't show up so much until um, she was a little bit older. Um, So that was a journey. And it took me several years to recognize the deep need that I had to take better care of myself. Um, I'm a big time, or I was, I'm a recovering people pleaser. Mm. I'm a middle child, keeping the peace. Um, I felt like as a stay-at-home mom, I needed to spend every waking minute with my girls, so 24-7, sleeping with them, nursing them, all of the things. So I had all of these, you know, expectations and beliefs about what a good mother does. And I mentioned all of that because I think it's important to know a little bit of my backstory that it wasn't like all of a sudden I just decided to like jump into gratitude and being, you know, feeling grateful for the things that were going well in my life because a good part, um, you know, probably like the first two to three years of my second daughter's life, she just turned five. So this has been um, gratitude is a habit that Mm -hmm. I have been very intentional about. Because I think it's super easy for us, especially as moms, when we have so much going on. It's, you know, just like so much not only in our minds, like the mental load, but there's so much going on around us, especially when we have our kids at home, you know, Mm -hmm. and maybe our spouse or partner at home. It's really easy to get caught up in what's not going well.
1: Mm.
2: And I think being super intentional about focusing what is going well is how I think about gratitude. Um, so I make it really, it's like a daily practice for me. And it's not something that I always take time to like journal about, although I have gone through seasons of my motherhood journey where I am very intentional about writing down what I'm grateful for, Mm -hmm. but it's really just like keeping that at the top of my mind and recognizing that I have the choice to focus on what is going well instead of what's not.
0: So like. Love that. I I love that. Sorry to interrupt you really quickly. But just, I think just the weight that it carries for people to understand that you have to create it as a habit. It's not something like these people that are doing this aren't just special that have this gift to be able to do it. It's something that you have to work hard at and to create a habit. I love all of that so much. I think it's an important reminder for people to know that, you know, just you have to try and it doesn't just come naturally to most people.
2: Yeah, and I think that it's it's also super normal to feel some resistance to that mm-hmm. because I think that there's this like vibe around practicing gratitude that it's that it has to be done a certain way,
1: mm-hmm.
2: or that like if you don't have a, a gratitude practice where you're like writing things down or you're I don't know I, I I'm a I'm a rule follower but there's also a huge part of me that's a rebel and mm-hmm. I don't like to be told what to do. Mm -hmm. and I I think as mamas you know we like to do things our own way and Mm -hmm. it's important for us to find ways to bring gratitude in our lives that feels good for us however that looks
1: absolutely yeah I like this discussion about gratitude for ourselves because I I don't know when I think of gratitude I think of those like cute little signs you put up at Thanksgiving and like I just imagine it being like a very brief giving saying grace kind of thing like grateful for this house and everyone here the end kind of thing what i mean what's the difference with gratitude for ourselves how does that look different and what does that mean to you
2: yeah when i think about gratitude for myself and um that journey and how i got to where i am today to be able to feel gratitude for myself um i think it's really tied to that self love piece mm-hmm you know, is um, recognizing that if I'm not cultivating a relationship with myself that feels good, then I really can't show up in my lives in other ways um, that are aligned with my values or that feel good. And so in feeling I am, it's really setting up my life in a way that's aligned with with my values, about what I value and what I treasure and what I hold dear and and what feels really good for me. And I also will say that in thinking about this conversation that we were going to have around gratitude and it being Thanksgiving and um, that tradition around being grateful for what we have in our lives, but who we are is, um, you know, the way that I'm showing up in my motherhood journey or in this season of motherhood, I'm being really intentional about spending time, um, not only doing things that I enjoy, but it's easy for me to say, um, well, I'm going to read with my girls because I really enjoy that. And so like, I wouldn't say like necessarily being grateful to myself for that, but just recognizing that that is like, that feels good to me. And, and also as far as like being grateful for for what I bring to the table in in terms of motherhood and things like that is is just just like the judgment dropping Mm -hmm. the judgment dropping the criticisms that we have around maybe we didn't do something but instead of again focusing our attention on what we're not doing choosing to focus on what we are doing Mm -hmm. so like if I'm (laughs) maybe I wake up with um, you know, doing my morning practice. And after coming out of my morning practice, I'm like, especially patient in a situation with my old Scorpio daughter. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's like, you know, just recognizing that honoring that about, about myself.
0: Yeah. Um, we're, we're going to dive in a little bit to the morning practice. Um, I I would love to just pick your brain on that and just a bit here, but I want to go back just quickly about what you were saying with the self love. And, you know, you think about think about the people that are most important in your life that you're most grateful for, you know, your family, your partner, your children. And think about how good it feels to show them that you love them and show them that you're grateful for them. We don't do that for ourselves and how you're saying to release that judgment I mean, we all are guilty of scrolling through social media and Instagram and looking at all these moms doing like what you're saying, what you think motherhood is supposed to be like. And we're so busy focusing on that, that we forget to look at ourselves from the outside, look at ourselves as mothers outside perspective. And if, if we were seeing ourselves, we would probably be looking at ourselves with that same like, oh, wow, she's great. I wish I could be like that. But we're not connecting those dots. Yes, so I totally agree. Kind of a roundabout way to say that, but.
2: No, I think it makes perfect sense. And I also think um, a- a- in terms of, like, recognizing what I'm doing well and feeling good about it, I also have become really, um, really clear on my boundaries mm-hmm. and really clear on not comparing myself. I do it. It happens. You know, I get on and I'm scrolling and I'm thinking, oh, that's whatever it is, you know, but. But when that comes up again, it's, um, back to cultivating that relationship that I have with myself, because that is the number one relationship that you have, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you don't, if you're not valuing and honoring and practicing, you know, gratitude with yourself, Mm -hmm. that's where it all starts. Everything comes from within. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: what are, what are a few things that you're grateful for, for yourself? You know, just let's, let's brag for a minute here. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I'm all for bragging. I know about. that's putting you on the spot. I mean, it's hard. We're talking about how challenging this is for us to do. So, yeah.
2: Um, I'm really proud of myself for the way that I have um truthfully managed my uh like my big feelings. Because of my own childhood upbringing and um Really wrestling with trauma that kind of you know resides within me and how it shows up in my own mothering, uh, just being able to find tools and resources that I practice on a daily basis to be that patient mama that I desire to be, mm-hmm. and that is not always easy, so I will break on myself yeah, <laughs> about that. that's like, huge. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, like keeping my cool um. I mean, I, I truly, like, I think there are, there are a lot of things that I feel really in the way that I'm showing up on a daily basis, not only with myself, my relationship with myself, but with my kids and my spouse connection is something that I pride myself on with my family because that's so important to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, there are other things I'm not doing so well, but I, I really try hard (laughs) not to focus on that, you know?
1: Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's hard not to do because I'm sitting here listening to you. I'm like, oh, what are some things that I would be grateful for myself? It's so hard to push past those things that you feel like you're not excelling at and not doing well. I'm like, oh, I could say this, but I'm not really. Am I doing that great? It's, it's so hard. This, I could totally say that you have to work on and you have to practice. Mm-hmm. So how often do you practice gratitude?
2: Um, you know, I think it's, a. at this point, it's kind of like an ingrained habit. Um, it's my natural default mm. Love that. and do not get me wrong. <laughs> there are days where I, um, I'm, ha- you know, I'm on the struggle bus mm-hmm. and I'm having a hard day just like we all do, you oh, yeah. know, and I'm, I'm, and I'm focusing more on what's not going well and pissed about, you know, something going on with the kids or, or whatever it is. But I find myself um, not spending too much time doing that because I know how detrimental it is for my mental health and well-being. And then that seeps over into our family life, right? And that's not what I want for all of us. Um, And uh, going back, you know, practicing gratitude for what I'm doing or being grateful for who I am and how I'm showing up in my life is also like the standards that we set. Mm -hmm. And I think it can be really easy to, again, compare um, what we're doing to other, what other moms might be doing or what we think we should be doing instead of saying like, this is what I want to do. This is how I want to spend my time. This is how I want to be with my kids, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I've just gotten really clear for me, like what my values are and who I want to be and how I want to feel. And -hmm. that's all that matters. You know, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about what works for someone else. It's like, okay, what works for me? Because I was on that road for a really long time, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and it did, it just did not, it did not work well for me. So,
1: no,
0: yeah, it's that, I don't think that works well for anyone, but no. it's so common, you know, I it doesn't. sitting here mm-hmm. thinking about what you're saying, like, oh my gosh, yes, I need to, you know, continue to try to grow and change my mindset and just remembering that it's always practice and learning and evolving with it. It's not going to be perfect, which is, which can be a struggle, but Mm -hmm. so we're all growing and learning on that. What about teaching your children to understand gratitude gratitude themselves? I mean, such little, little people need to, you know, be grateful too.
2: Yeah. I love this question. And as I was thinking about it, um, i I feel very grateful that I grew up in a household where we didn't we were pretty middle class we grew up in a small town, and both of my parents um still really treasure the simple things in life mm-hmm. and that is one of the reasons I love Thanksgiving so much and I'm probably going to get emotional but like So many of us are either choosing not to spend time with our family or we're just um, not able to for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, thinking about sitting around the the Thanksgiving table with my family and just always sharing about things that were simple things that we're grateful for. And and my husband and I, I think are really good about that. And I will also say that that is something about the Montessori educational experience is like it's it's. Being grateful for things like the weather, you know, and I'll and I'll vocalize those things like, oh, it's a sunny day today. That's wonderful. Or, um, you know, when we're sitting down to a good meal, I'll I m- might say something like, oh, this tastes so delicious. I'm so grateful that we have hot food to eat. Mm-hmm. And you know, laying down in bed at night with our children, you know, isn't it isn't it feels so good to have a nice warm bed to to crawl into? So it's not always saying like calling it out and saying, well, let's share what we're grateful for today. But we do say like, what's, what's something that you're really happy about that, that happened today. So it's just kind of keeping it at the top of our mind, but in really simple and practical ways, not making a huge deal, but being consistent about it on a daily basis in small ways.
0: Mm -hmm. Just those little building blocks that kind of create the foundation of who our children are going to be. Yeah. no pressure
2: no pressure <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right and that's something that can necessarily be forced you know I think it's like a it's that living practice piece mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah I like that including it just ca- like casually throughout your day because that's just gonna develop into a habit for them and starting so young for them hopefully they're not gonna have to deal with going through this path to discovery like we are and working on it so hard and it'll just be something that's like ingrained and I just always have such high hopes for the future I'm like please learn from everything that we're figuring out in our like 20s (laughs) 40s please
0: (laughs) oh yeah and teaching them you know like the little things because I've been trying to establish a strong gratitude practice for a few years now And at the beginning, I remember, you know, I I will do like the list, right, writing down what I'm grateful for. And I would spend so much time sitting there just trying to think of these like monumental things that I'm grateful for and have them be different every day. And now I'm at a point in my practice where I still and i am not perfect with it. I don't do it every day, but I make an effort to at least a few times a week um, write down or at least like when I'm falling asleep, a lot of the times I'll kind of list in my head the things I'm grateful for to kind of, as like a meditation almost, help me fall asleep. But I find myself when I'm writing these things down a lot of times, I mean, it could be as as little as I'm grateful for coffee, I'm grateful for a slow morning, you know, just little teeny tiny things. And like we're talking about teaching our children that to just see these small things with gratitude instead of trying to force, you know, huge things that are gonna change your life, you know. Mm -hmm. I really I think that's important.
2: Yeah. And as I was thinking about gratitude too, and for me it's it's thinking about them, but it's also like allowing myself to really feel into it.
1: Mm -hmm. And
2: um and kind of carry that feeling with me, Mm -hmm. you know, of feeling so grateful. And especially over these last several months from September until now, you know, having the ability for both of my girls to be in school and for my husband to have a job that feels so steady and secure.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, those have been like my constant every day. I'm just like grateful to practically tears yeah, <laughs> because it's a big deal, you know, yeah. it's, and like we were talking about earlier, there is so much like dumpster fire going on with 2020 <laughs> you know that mm-hmm. like anchoring ourselves in those um things that we are so grateful for is mm-hmm. is really imp- really really important
1: yeah if anyone's out there wanting to start you know a gratitude practice I mean really there's no better time than right now because like oh I was grateful for being able to go to the grocery store and not worry about getting too close like there are just so many things that I know all of us took for granted before 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 times um that it's so it it should be easy to think of things that you're missing out on now that Maybe you didn't realize were so important before, so mm-hmm. we're all kind of going through it <laughs> this year. How in the world do you work on staying grateful when life brings you down?
2: Mm, I think um, it's really important for me to acknowledge my feelings and to really let them come and be with them.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And again, not judge myself, you know, like I said earlier, if I'm having a really hard day um, and to honor what I need to help myself feel better, to get myself back into a space where I feel just better about my life. That's the only way I feel like I can explain yeah. it, right? Like feel mm-hmm. more loving and kind and patient and grounded. Um, and I think sometimes if we force ourselves to always look at the positive, you know, or force ourselves to be grateful regardless of what's going on, it's, it's like there's a piece of us that is not receiving the attention that it needs. Mm-hmm. and that can grow, right? And mm-hmm. grow. It's like throwing a temper tantrum within us. Like I'm freaking pissed about this and I need to honor it and acknowledge it and work through it before I can move to gratitude, you know? Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. I think just not pushing down the negative stuff to only focus on the positive stuff. It needs to be a balance. And I actually, as you were saying that, I just pulled up my phone because I saw this um, thing on Facebook today. That's perfect for this. And it just was saying did you know that resenting forced gratitude is perfectly normal in grief and we're all grieving right now and that I mean that's exactly what you're saying that if you are just forcing that gratitude and not feeling your feelings you're going to come to resent it and it's going to be really hard to look at positive in anything mm-hmm. absolutely Yeah. yeah
2: and I think even just yesterday I was reading a book with my girls I think it was about like Christmas and it I can't remember it brought up some memories of being home with my family last year you know celebrating the holidays in wisconsin and there was just this wave of grief Mm -hmm. you know just like deep sadness and i remember just like no noticing it and allowing it Mm -hmm. and being and being like of course you feel that way you know just so much Mm self-compassion because it is it's it's we you're right we're all grieving it's it's such an intense, hard time. It's something we've never been through before. We're doing this as parents.
1: <laughs> mm.
2: It's just so crazy. And um, so if if you are in a space where you feel like you've worked through some of that like anger or resentment, um, and I, I often tell mamas, like, if you feel like you can't get to a space where you can express gratitude for just even simple things in your life, like that's okay. Don't Mm -hmm. layer on any more judgment around that. But like take a pen and a pencil or get on your computer and write down what is like, what is making you really angry? Like what is not going well right now? Mm -hmm. I think sometimes it takes us expressing all of that, right? Like whether it's we're vocalizing it, we're talking about it with someone or writing it down, like again, allowing Mm -hmm. those feelings to be there um, so that you can get to a place where you're just feeling a little bit more spaciousness around
0: what is going well. Oh my gosh, I love that. I, that's such a good idea. I love that so much. I mean, you do it with the, with the gratitude. Why not do it with the other feelings that you're feeling? That's, that is amazing. I'm going to start doing that for sure. That's amazing.
2: And I do that too. It just, yeah. It's, it's so helpful. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. I
0: love that. Okay. Well, let's dig in a little bit to the idea of honoring ourselves as mamas. I know that this is something that you're really passionate about. Um, And so we want to just kind of talk to you about how and when we should put our needs first and just how does that practice of putting our needs first benefit everyone around us? Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is such a, like you said, I'm so passionate about this topic.
2: And just speaking from my own experience, I think because as I referenced earlier on when we were talking, you know, transitioning into motherhood and just being like so um, so self-sacrificing, you know, the beliefs that I had around what a good mother, good mother in quotations, right? Because yes. we all have our own ideas of what a mm-hmm. good mother is um, and, and, and being so far down in that hole of not knowing who I was what I needed, what I wanted Mm -hmm. and being, you know, just so disconnected from who I was separate of being a mother to my daughters. You know, that's really the place that I, I started in. And so in operating from that place um, where I was feeling just so much anger and resentment and overwhelm, you know, Mm -hmm. feeling like I had to do all of these things, whatever those things were, right. Breastfeeding, and co-sleeping, and feeding my daughters whatever kinds of foods, and, you know, like, well, I have to do something with, educational with them, like, 24-7. I mean, it, it might seem laughable, like, talking about all no. these things, but this no. is the reality, right? Like, Absolutely. Um, so, we get into these spaces, um, and so, coming from that place, if I was, you know, <laughs> I felt like I was just consumed with anger or resentment so much of the time. Well, then I showed up as a mama who was like not happy to be where she was, right? Mm-hmm. Feeling like I, I, like I could not get enough of a break, and I wasn't giving myself breaks. Then I wasn't. I didn't have any spaciousness in my life in those early years of motherhood, mm-hmm. and so I was showing up as you know an angry, pissed off mom a lot of the time, and my rage uh, would get the best of me, you know, and it was so detrimental to my relationships um, with my husband, with my children, obviously, and also, you know, with my family and even with friends. Um, And so, you know, to get from that space into where I am today, I think it was listening to (laughs) so many podcasts and to conversations like this, where I was hearing other mamas talk about how putting themselves first and making more time for themselves was actually what they needed to to start feeling better about their lives, right? Mm -hmm. To start um, just creating more space for their needs, their wants, their dreams, their desires um, and honoring what they needed it just felt so counterintuitive to me, and I'm hesitating only because, you know, at that time it just didn't make space. I was like, or sense to me. I was thinking, well, how does putting myself first help my family? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you discover in practice that that's actually what ends up happening. And I see, I see you sh- shaking your heads like, yeah, that that is true, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think it does have ta- take having that experience of you know, doing so much for your family and wondering like, well, aren't, aren't I supposed to feel good about this? How, you know, like how, how does this not feel good? But yeah, you do need to prioritize yourself. You do need to prioritize taking care of yourself. However, that looks like for you, you know, we talk about self-care, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's really about soul care. You know, I
0: like that. Oh, I really like that. Mm -hmm. I just, it's so ingrained in us, completely opposite of what you're saying is we're just conditioned to be the opposite of that and it is so hard to try to sit back and beat that mom guilt feeling to be able to put yourself first I mean it's just it's almost impossible and I think even people who are really really good at that still have like a little inkling of that you know just foundation of how they were like just saying like are you sure like you need to be doing this for yourself right now there's somebody else who needs you but trying to push that down I mean it's it's a lifelong practice once you start getting into that um it's something that I have really really been trying to work on for myself I'm like a lot of what you're describing just resonated with me so deeply because I'm just kind of go 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 I set it up this way always doing stuff for everyone else and then at the end of the day or at the end of the week or the month, I'm just like so burnt out and just feeling so much resentment for something that I chose to do. And I set it up this way, you know, Mm -hmm. and so just trying to just figure out a way, even just a little bit that you can do one thing for yourself a day to put yourself first. And then, you know, you can try to grow that into more and more to get you out of that mindset because it's not benefiting anybody to run yourself that thin. Mm,
1: mm-hmm definitely so you guys have talked a lot about mourning practices um which I am just not a morning person so that's going to be something to work on but we've talked to so many like really you know happy successful women and mamas and a huge majority of them have some kind of mourning ritual that they go through and that usually includes like a morning gratitude practice. So how do you, how do you get started with something like that? Like what's your morning practice? How long have you been doing it?
2: Yeah. So I started my morning practice, uh, a few years ago. Uh, my daughter, my youngest daughter was probably about a, a year and a half, maybe two. And, um, I started it because someone had asked me about it, or maybe I had read about it. I don't really know, but I'm, I'm naturally a morning person, although I don't think you have to be a morning person. I know plenty of mamas who have a morning practice and they're not morning people. Um, But I started setting my alarm to wake up before my girls do. So I have very early risers. I always have. I get up at 5 a.m. and I have about an hour. Now, you know, that changes from season to season. Mm -hmm. You know, like more recently, I felt like I needed more sleep. So I've slept in a little bit more. But I almost always try to have a hot cup of coffee before my girls join me in bed in the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, And that just allows me to set my intention and to connect with me first, again, in the vein of um, really believing that my priority is my relationship with myself. And I'm number one in my world. And I've worked really hard on that um, because when I am, then I can show up as the mama that I desire to be and everything just feels better about my life. Right? Like again, thinking about being a happy mama, I get to be the happy mama then. So my morning practice has gone through all kinds of iterations um, from, you know, like having a very set schedule things from like journaling to reading, to moving my body to other spans of time where I just literally sit with my coffee. Mm -hmm. And I guess you could call that a meditation in itself, right? Like meditation looks a whole bunch of different ways, Mm -hmm. but it truly is about setting myself up for success for the rest of the day. Success being whatever it is that, however you want to define that too. Um, but it is a treasured and it's something my husband really supports me in because it has made such a huge difference in who I am as a mama and as a person.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's your first step to that, you know, putting yourself first. I mean, yes, you know, that's the first it's a, it's as easy as something like that. It could be your first step. Um, I yeah. also wake up before my daughter and for a while it was like, why am I going to do that when I could just sleep? But it's the difference between rolling out of bed and instantly being a caretaker versus waking up, having coffee, you know, getting, I'm really passionate about my work. So maybe getting a little bit of work done or, you know, just having a minute to myself. It's such a huge difference. I feel like I'm such a better parent because I'm not just rolling out of bed, but if that's, what's more comfortable for you too. That's okay too. If, if you recognize that, and that's, you know, what you do for yourself as well. Um, just for me personally, that's helped so, so much.
2: Yeah. And I think one of the huge reasons I can get up earlier in the morning is because I do prioritize my sleep mm-hmm. and I go to bed earlier. I mean, I'm usually asleep before 10 o'clock because I just need, I know that about myself Yeah, and, and I just need more sleep. And so I, you know, I can get up with my alarm when I get enough sleep.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think just knowing what you need. I love that. I think that's, I think that's great.
2: Yes. Knowing Um, yourself is half the battle.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great. Okay. Sorry. How are we on your phone? Do we have time for the hot mess or should we kind of wrap it up? I think we do. I think I have like 10, 10 percent remaining. Okay. (laughs)
1: Okay. Um, Okay. Well, this brings us to our final question. Um, Thank you so much for sharing all of that information about gratitude i think we both learned a lot even though I, I mean megan already seems to have a really good um practice down but i think there's still so much we can we can all work on and learn from um so what if you could share one piece of advice on how to balance being a mom and a boss lady what would that be
2: one piece of advice um i think again, just going back to what I've shared before is recognizing that the relationship that you have with yourself is like the number one priority. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And that when you, you know, make a little bit of space and time for yourself in the day to care for and nurture that relationship, everything else in your life is, you're going to thrive in so many ways. Um, and, And when you start to put that into practice, you can you have that experience. So it's kind of like, you know, sp- seeing as believing or experiencing as believing or something. But again, just like um, whether it's work or your mama life or your relationships with your friends and family, any, everything benefits from you taking care of yourself first. So finding ways to make that happen.
0: Yeah, Perfect. Great advice. All right. So we're going to hop into our last segment, which is really fun. It is our hot mess. Moments, And we've all been there with hot mess moments. So in this segment, we ask our guests to share an embarrassing confession about a time that you've been a total hot mess. So let's hear it. Oh,
2: boy. Well, <laughs> I guess this is kind of intense, but I do think it's important. And um, this is an experience I've shared before. And it was in the privacy of our own home. Um, because uh, I'm not... I, I, <laughs> If I am going to yell or scream with my family, it's going to be at home. It's not out and about. Mm -hmm. But um, in the throes of postpartum depression and anxiety, um, there was a period of time where I just felt so disconnected from who I was and was just like so overwhelmed. I was really going through a mental health crisis um, that we were we had recently returned from a vacation and I was so exhausted And I don't know what it was that set me off, but I ultimately ended up throwing our plates in the kitchen sink and breaking them as a way for me to um, diffuse that anger, diffuse that energy. And it was terrifying. It was terrifying for me and it was terrifying for my family, but it was kind of like the final straw for me. Um, and you know, it really took getting to that place that like ridiculously hot, I don't even know if that qualifies as a hot mess moment. That's like a scary mommy moment, but, um, (laughs) that was a hot mess moment, but it was also like, this is my opportunity to take radical responsibility for the life that I'm creating and who I'm showing up as, and I need to make myself a priority. Mm -hmm. And I did, you know, and now here I am today, but, um, yeah, we all have those hot mess moments. And for a very, very long time, I felt a lot of shame and mm-hmm. guilt around that. And so it was like deep forgiveness, you know, that I'm doing the best that I can. And just one day at a time
0: mm-hmm.
2: to get to get to a, a better space, better head
0: space, better heart space. Yeah, Th- I just want to thank you for being so vulnerable to share that, because that things like that, that are real and that are happening don't get talked about very often and a lot of women can feel really alone in those feelings so we really appreciate you being so vulnerable to open up about that and you know that just one person that needed to hear that you know it could have helped so thank you so much and I'm just like I know we don't really know you but I'm so proud of you to hear where you are now from where you've been and I just think it's amazing that you're opening up with people and you know, helping them and sharing, you know, your experience and your advice. So thank you so, so much for joining us and, and sharing.
2: Thank you so much for having me today on your podcast. I really enjoyed this conversation and thank you for holding the space for me to share so yeah. vulnerably. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. So before we let you go, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you, how they can follow along, how they can support your business. Great. So on
2: Instagram, I am Allison Ryan. So at I am Allison Ryan, and that's with one L. And then my um, website is Allison with one L Jane So you can connect with me on either spaces. Um, I do invite mamas if they would like to connect with me for a 30 minute free um, chat. Love to do that. I know that we're all going through some really intense times and we need each other. Um, It's important to feel like you're heard and supported and um, that you will get through whatever you're going through right now. So,
0: yes. Awesome. Well, everybody, make sure you go check out Allison. And I hope that you all have a wonderful and safe Thanksgiving. And we'll see you all next week.
1: Bye.
0: Bye. Thank you for listening to Boss Ladies and Babies. If you like this episode, be sure to rate, review, and leave us some feedback.
1: Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and join the conversation in our Facebook group at Boss Ladies and Babies. And until next time, stay stay bossy.
0: bossy.